0: I feel like everybody's right and everybody's
1: wrong. 100%. Why is this important? Why are we even going here? He's helped a lot of guys. He's also not had success with a lot of guys.
0: Come in with a purpose, and they're very intentional with what they do and how they do it.
1: From the majors to the sandlot, baseball and softball share space in one place. Welcome to the farm system. Mm -hmm. All righty fellas 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 and ladies welcome back to another episode of the farm we are back tanky's back in his sweater got his christmas vibes still going say hello to the, the people tanky say what's up there he is back in action <laughs> if you don't watch the video version of the podcast i don't really know what you're doing but yeah. if you don't want to look at tank literally be in a christmas sweater <laughs> i don't know i'd like what you're actually watching the podcast for like i'm literally here doing the podcast so i can watch tank being the Christmas sweater,
0: <laughs> the crop top now. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that boy
1: getting thicker. That boy getting smooth. He been on the Steve Strength Program. That boy getting the chest on him. Shout out Steve. Shout out to Scuba Steve. <laughs> All right, Code. What are we gonna talk about today?
0: We're gonna talk about hitting baseballs today. No, we're trying.
1: Why to? would we want to talk about hitting baseballs, man? Come on, you act like we like that or something. Yeah,
0: we we were we were just talking about uh we were just talking about like the importance of like coordination of strength and coordination of patterns and uh like how long it takes to uh build that pattern and have the mm-hmm. CNS um recognize that as your dominant pattern and also too, like like we were just like finished up, you know, before camera talking about like it's not always going to be what you think it is. Like, yeah, that's a more dominant pattern, but also, too, like it can also one day Layers. not be, you know, the pattern that day Layers. and how to work through that process, which, yeah. you know, we did that's one of those last week. One I, later, I
1: think that's the big thing we've actually talked about. And I know one day we're going to do it, Cody, mm. is a skill acquisition course, mm. because a large part of skill acquisition, obviously, like, yes, you have the physical components of like what the body um, and you know your like muscles, what they're capable, of the force they're able being able to mm-hmm. produce and like all of that right but we let's say you go like teaching somebody to optimize their kinematic sequence, right? Mm-hmm. like well, the kinematic sequence is a CNS and I'm gonna I'm gonna do my best because this is catch me when I do it, Cody because I usually say CNS system mm-hmm. the s and CNS it's stands system. for system. yeah, all right so I'm gonna make sure my my brain doesn't try to do that all right? Help mm-hmm. me out. But all the time too with uh, like CNS, is just understanding when we're talking about like sequencing and all that stuff. And also, too, not to get, not to be confused, that to optimize your kinematic sequence, which again, if you're not aware, let me get the basics out of the way. Kinematic sequence, right, is the the true definition of, let me go back all the way to biomechanics one right now. Shout out to our first course. the plugs. Shout out. Is, is there's a difference between uh, kinetics and kinematics. And a lot of times they get used interchangeably. Um, but those are different things, right? So, for example, um, kinematics, right, are more about the angles, speed, orientation, um, like through space and all those things as well, where uh, kinetics, let me let me look up the exact definition of I want to share with everybody. I'm going back to biomechanics level one here of because people a lot of times will use these words inter- interchangeably and I don't want to mess up mm-hmm. the exact definitions here. So kinetics is the branch of chemistry or biochemistry concerned with measuring and setting the rates of reactions right and so and then from a physics standpoint is the study of forces the study of forces acting on a mechanism so Mm -hmm. the actual forces and then kinematics right is like you got like cause and effect basically Mm -hmm. that's how i explain it in, in biomechanics level one is kinetics are what are the forces that are causing those things to happen and then kinematics are what's actually moving as the result of those forces being created mm-hmm. right And so that's obviously very big where for example, let's say we're measuring force play data, right We're measuring the forces mm-hmm. that are at plays, the kinetics, right but the kinematics would be the result of what the body is then therefore doing mm-hmm. because of those forces. now, you also have a lot more forces going on just because they're being measured at the floor. Right. Doesn't mean, right, that the, the forces aren't happening internally, like what's going on um, mm-hmm. in the middle of my part of my body, which is then creating forces down and up. You know, for example, if I just measure what the bat is doing at the very end of the movement, it doesn't mean that there wasn't force happening prior to that, right? right. So the same thing with the ground force, right? So, um, <laughs> one thing just to clarify there is the difference between those two. Um, now, also, too, for example, me and you could have the exact same—let's say if we just go, this isn't true, but let's just call all things being equal. We could have the exact same structure, mm-hmm. identical, right? This, this isn't true, but— <laughs> Let's say, and also for me and Cody, definitely well, not true. Yeah, a lot of very coaches would
0: say, time, so. oh, you guys are both 5'10", and, yeah. you know. Oh, that's, thank you. I was right? grateful so for So you guys 10. are the same thank player. You, thank you, you know? Cody. Oh, well, that
1: was yeah. very gracious. Well, with shoes I on, appreciate you. Know? Know? Thank you. So <laughs> maybe with the extra, a little extra. You got the air maxes on. <laughs> I have half on it. But game.
0: yeah, you see, you see, same. you know, similar uh, looking human yes. height-wise, maybe not like width-wise, but yeah. same position. And it's like, this is, oh, you need to hit ground balls to second base, steal bases, Play good defense, which, mm-hmm. as everybody that's followed us for a long time, was yeah. not necessarily how you played at all. Yeah. Um, but again, the, yeah, know, people structured.
1: saw me as this like scrappy, yeah. which I was scrappy, but <laughs> like, again, I'll, I'll, like the de- yeah, mentality, but like defensively, I had pretty good hands. Mm. My feet weren't great. Right. Um, I was more of a power guy. Mm. Right. Even though I was small. I had a lot of power, Mm. right, which is a lot of people think, okay, smaller stature, all those other things. But if you look at, like, my body type-wise and, like, you know cody cody's trying to get a raise today he said when he said he said width wise he gave me the, the muscle symbol you you're, tank, you're listening but your shoulders. also too just from a structure like it's very easy for me to gain weight um mm-hmm. both ways like if i'm trying to get really strong or also too your boy ain't eating well like i could yeah. also gain weight that way as well right um when i was younger again it was a little bit different too but also and that's it's not just an age thing it has to do with structure like mm-hmm. um Again, some guys have broader shoulders. Some guys have, again, we talked about this as well. Like you look at like, you know, ISAs or again, like more of like your rib cage or shoulders, you know, shoulders and all those things and how those go into and then like the, your, your pelvis width, right? We've seen guys with really wide shoulders and a really thin waist, right? Mm-hmm. Or there's guys that are built like a fridge, right? Where they're really wide waist, really wide shoulders, mm-hmm. or guys that have really narrow shoulders, really wide waist, mm-hmm. right? And all these variances, mm-hmm. obviously in between all of those and everything in between. So, like, the structure of with that within, like, bones, anatomy, all that other stuff, and then also, too, as well, obviously, uh, musculature and all those things genetically and all those things. There's guys that hardly work out and are huge, jacked, and there's guys that work out every single day and, like, again, they're just not, they're not, as, or, or, for example, there's guys around the country where this is a real thing where they have genetically have more, like, sprinter legs, mm-hmm. like, for example, like Jarrell, right, like, Jarrell has he again ran track when he was young all those other things but like he has sprinter legs like he's his body was built to sprint Mm -hmm. so he has a really hard time gaining mass in his legs um, even though he trains crazy amount of hours where it's like for me I can gain mass in my legs really easy um we have different body types mm-hmm. right we have different different body and again that he also puts a lot of mass on in his upper body yeah really easily where other guys really struggle on that side of things but they can get their legs really big or mm-hmm. whatever right like so there's all these genetic predisposed and also to then you, you know nature versus nurture right. you know all the things that um you're born with and all the things you develop right and all those things like in between but let's say let's say with all that context Let's say me and you have the exact same structure, right? Same, you know, we're both, if we were both narrow, narrow guys, right? Like both narrow shoulder, narrow pelvis guys, uh, grew up doing the same things, generally had pretty similar body, you know, no injury history, let's call all things being equal. Even if all of that was true, right? Which it's not with anybody, right? But even if all of that is true, how i utilize that structure right you got hardware think of it like a computer you have hardware and then you have software software is how i'm utilizing the hardware or think of it like a gaming console Mm -hmm. we might have a ps5 but i can put different games in Mm -hmm. and play different games on that ps5 you get what i'm saying you know it could be this could be uh nba 2k You know what I'm saying? Or we could be playing Madden. Mm -hmm. Or we could be playing GTA or whatever, right? Like, or Call of Duty. They all play on the same console, right? But they're all different games, right? And different software right? That could be running and be utilized in different ways. So, while we are not computers, and none of us have this exact same parts and Mm -hmm. hardware, um, we also need to know that there's a whole other side of this, which is software and how I utilize that hardware Mm -hmm. and how that force that I can even create, how it could even be expressed very differently. And then to get us into the topic, now that I got all that context out of the way to get us into the topic is how undervalued and how little we know Do we know a lot more than we used to when it comes to the CNS? Dramatically. Mm -hmm. But we are still scratching the surface on what we can even, you know. I mean, you got to think about this, right? you got all of these basically, when you talk about your nerves and all the stuff, a whole bunch of little wires running all over your body, right? If you've ever seen a graphic, insert now, right? Insert now. Our editor Cody, mm. right? <laughs> Insert now an image of just the nerves running through our body, just all these wires running throughout our body. That's controlled by our central nervous system, mm. right? So you have your brain, right? You got your you got your <clears throat> spine, all all your 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 central nervous system, right? All of those things going in and down your down your spine, and then all these wires that go out from uh, from that, right? Uh, that run into, and again, I'm using the word wires. Obviously, you know, you can mm. make that analogy, right? Is that you have all these wires running everywhere. And then as I grow, as I get older, as I become more coordinated, I learn what to fire and when. Like you start seeing babies. They start realizing like, oh, like, okay, they can close their hands, right? Oh, but I can close my hands, but I can't do just my index finger. Mm -hmm. I can't do, you know, um, I I can't do, you know, one finger at a time. I can only do everything closed or everything open. And then you have to coordinate how each one of those muscles and actually being mm-hmm. able to do all that. A lot of us right now, for example, if you, you, you don't remember that and you haven't had a baby in your life in a minute, take your shoe off. Can you move each toe individually? Can you do all these other things? A lot of people can't because they haven't coordinated that. Or again, they spend a lot of time in shoes and all their feet are like pressed together, right? Like all of those things and like coordination obviously is seen dramatically in some different ways. And a lot of times we talk about coordination, which is like hand-eye coordination, some Mm -hmm. of these other things. But like as an athlete, and it also too, I think it's a very watered down term where we're like, oh, like coordination, 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 coordination. But coordination's a much bigger concept Mm -hmm. than the surface level usage that we use all the time. And it largely has to do with CNS. Mm -hmm. And so what brought us to this is I wanted you to kind of open up from coaching and some of the things that you notice, from we talk about intention or what someone's mm. trying to do and some of that stuff, uh, like what kind of like brought us to some of this topic, yeah, too, is like a coaching standpoint.
0: Yeah, so I just I feel like uh, probably the last couple months, a really big, overarching umbrella thought that I've had is how important the hitter's perception or understanding of what they're trying to do, yeah makes on their actual move right and so it was it was you know multiple occasions but one that's just off the top of my head is um in hitting and you know we have these terms like you know get the barrel to turn d you know pimping it hold the finish you know all these different like random turns like your entry um extension disassociation association connected like all these terms and uh, as you get one, uh, our our groups that come in later in the day, we have a lot of little guys. We also have um, some softball girls and some uh, like high school baseball guys that come in. And in my opinion, some of the bigger progress we've made has come from actually talking to them about what these terms mean and trying to understand what they think it means to them. Yeah. So a very general one is was with the hitter and I was like well, I want you to stay in your backside a little bit longer. They do a swing and I'm like that's not it. Like in my my eyes tell me that's not it, right? So then it just, you know, made me think, okay, what does getting in your backside mean to you? And then they showed me and they shifted everything back. Didn't coil, swivel, didn't create any type of like yeah. rotation, literally just shifted back over their backside and stacked. And I was like, that's the disconnect, mm-hmm. right? Super, super basic yeah. one. There's a lot more like in-depth conversations with For multiple sure. different hitters. But that was a really simple one that I was like, this is important because if I'm telling you to get into your backside, you're mm-hmm. doing what I'm asking you to do, yeah. but based on your understanding and interpretation yeah. of what getting in your backside is yeah. to you, or, right? or- which or a perfect example
1: i wanted you to share too is like from the other day um with Sid and we're talking about yeah yeah
0: right, yeah, right? so uh I got a softball girl in here uh hitting with her and we're talking about like pimping the finish right and not a very common thing in, in my softball. experience in softball <laughs> to talk about is yeah. pimping the finish yeah, right Baseball. make it look sexy like yeah i mean there's some guys yeah. i feel like are more uh you know Will kind of just do it without their yeah, coaches, yeah. you know, permission or guidance. Yeah, right. Guys, it's like they want to flaunt. Where it's like our softball girls are very literal at times. I'm like, hold your finish. And like they'll do something crazy, or I'll be like, you know, do this. And it's like take it so literal, where the guys are, you know, a little more flamboyant with their interpretations, you, you know. Yeah, yeah. Um, but um, yeah, we we're talking about pimping the finish, and it was obviously there was a little disconnect for her mm-hmm. because what we were trying to get her to do and what she was doing didn't really match up. Mm -hmm. And it was, we know what pimping the finish looks and feels like, Mm -hmm. but she didn't. And she, she thought she did. She was like, what is like, and then asked me later, "Is like, so pimping the finish. Like, I don't know exactly what you guys mean by that. And I'm Mm -hmm. like, you know, when someone hits a ball and it, like, kind of looks lazy almost and, like, effortless at the finish. Like, mm-hmm. they could stand there all day and it doesn't look very, like, high effort. You know, I was trying to explain and I thought it was it was just kind of yep. funny. You've been like, trying
1: to explain you it. Know, it's tough, I was
0: just like, you know, you know I, I could see it in my head. I'm like, Griffey. I'm like, okay, someone just hit a walk-off bomb, you know, and, like, they're not even out of the box and they're already flexing. Like, like it's gone, you know. Mm-hmm. And I'm, like, trying to explain it to her and I'm like, well, that makes a lot of sense why she couldn't pimp the finish even yeah. if she's physically capable, which there is some stuff how she was moving, which yeah, is yeah. why she couldn't. Why she couldn't? But yeah. from the very beginning, she Let's didn't see. even know what she was trying to do, you yeah. know? And so it's like there's part of that from a coaching perspective is tricking her into yeah. doing it so that she can create that feel and understand what it feels like so that she can recreate it. But also, too, there's the perspective of you're trying to chase something that you don't even know
1: what it is at yeah. times. I was going to say, also, pause for some context as well, as obviously we were there is that, um, again, one time, one of the things that we'll use, like pimping in the finish, for example, for that specifically, is it's not about if you're somebody listening to it and going like, why would you try – you're trying to teach someone to pimp it. It's like, no, no, no. It has nothing to do with the actual, like, show part of it when it has to do with, you know, again, all these things. Like, you have to be stable. You have to mm-hmm. be balanced. You have to transfer force well. You have to – there's this famous clip of uh, uh, Bregman talking about that with uh, his hitting coach. That he's had since he was like 13, right? And he was talking to him like, yo, like, I think it was like two off seasons ago or something like that, where he's talking to me. He's like, I was working with another, hitting with another pro guy. I forgot who he was hitting with. But he's like, you know, he said something like, you know, you can't pimp the finish if you don't, you know, move really well. Mm-hmm. And so sometimes we'll use that as a drill, right? Where it's like, again, if a guy's gonna pimp and also what type of pimp job, mm-hmm. right? And we have to get into that even mm-hmm. too now, just like trying to explain like what pimping you know, it is, is, um, the type of pimp job is going to dictate your body to do something very specific. It, all it is, is a destination cue. Um, you know, again, just like any other things, like when trout steps over home plate, he's pimping it, right? It's just a destination cue that we're giving somebody to like, to get back to that. Right. And every hitter has certain things and how they deliver the barrel and like all these things where it's going to look a little different for different guys. And also too, again, to clarify. Mm-hmm. um it has nothing to do with um like oh let's see how good you know like you're doing it for show mm-hmm. right you're, you're you're trying to like embarrass like the person that you hit it off of yeah. or be really shows like no no it's literally a drill mm-hmm. like it's a drill that we do specifically to get their body to move a different way mm-hmm. um there's a similar drill you can do from the pitching side of things that we do as well like also too which right. is like, you know like recoils and other things like that too that um are super useful, which, again, have very similar concepts of, like, how we're trying to the body from the um, hitting side. But, again, like, wanted to bring that mm-hmm. part up as well, Yeah. Um. you know, with it.
0: Yeah, ba- basically, to to give context, like, her body was still moving too fast through contact where we were trying to get her to decel and get her barrel to capture that speed. And she can't pimp the finish or couldn't pimp the finish because her body was still rotating yeah, too stable. fast after, was unstable, and couldn't stop her bat from moving and she was over rotating etc and so it is a drill for that sense and like like you just said like different interpretations that gets even deeper you know like i initially i would say like a pimp the finish to me is i think of like you hit a ball and immediately like i can throw my bat down like you know but there's also like cano hit a ball it's like one hand finish doesn't even look like he swung like you know there's different interpretations of even that too if you know what you know pimp in the finish means but but overall too is just the the idea of understanding where the hitter's head is at and their perception of what you're trying to get them to do has been a very huge uh you know overlying uh thing that has continued yeah has continued to just show up to me when it comes to the sessions like hey this is what i see this is what i'm trying to get to happen But I feel like we make those breakthroughs most of the time when we can connect the dots between where's the gap and what we're talking about right now. Like again, I'm trying to get you to create uh, length out front. You think you get it by a one hand finish and reaching Mm -hmm. this way. I'm trying to get you to do it by decelling so my length isn't left and foul. You know, and like we're we're trying to get the same thing. You
1: move based off the intention, like. For example, if, you know, let's say if I'm like, hey, yeah, it's like, um, you know, it's like, it's like a a star Mm. or it's like a a tree or something like this, right? And I'm have this image in my head, right? And then I'm like, hey, I, I describe, you know, like, yeah, like draw a tree, right? It's like, okay, if you're kid draws a tree and like you draw a true tree, you're going to draw different types of tree. Like Mm -hmm. you might draw a super tall one. That's really bushy and has like another, you might draw a Christmas tree. You might draw like all these other things. Right. And it's like, okay, but if I told you to go look for a tree, Mm-hmm. it's not specific enough. And also it's vague enough where someone might have some different interpretations mm-hmm. of what I'm actually looking for and what my intention is. And like, for example, this is another way it's like, again, the mind sees and and, and goes after what it's looking for. Mm-hmm. You ever gone into the fridge looking for something specific, mm-hmm. thinking that it was in an orange package and it was in a red. Yeah. And instead you looked right past what you were looking yeah, for because you're like, door. Oh man, I thought <laughs> it was red. Yeah. Right. And so it's the same exact thing as well. It's like, Hey, like, you you know again like obviously how the player interprets right and which is the in- when people use the word and I we've talked about this a lot but it's a good time to bring it up again is like when people say the word intent intent is short and short for intention mm-hmm. right intent does it mean throw the ball or swing <laughs> as hard as I can mm-hmm. unless your intention yeah is to, to so. throw the ball yeah and swing as hard as I can. But if, if sometimes we're asking players, like, for example, what is your intent? Like, mm-hmm. what is your intentions here? Mm-hmm. What are you trying to do? Mm-hmm. What, are, what is your goal right now? What is your focus? And then all of a sudden you'll ha- hear them say sometimes, also a little nugget for you as a coach, sometimes you give a player a cue. The next ball, they hammer a ball. Two swings later, they hammer a ball. And then you go... Hey, what were you thinking right there? Because this is why I've learned to ask that. Mm -hmm. Because you might think that they're doing your cue. Yeah, but meanwhile, they changed it and came up with a whole other thing, and did something completely different. Or it's like a template. Yeah. Yeah. Or they just made it their own, right? Right. Like you said. You said, "Hey, um, I want you to try to, you know, step over home plate with Mm -hmm. your left leg." you know, after, you know, red hand hitter or whatever, after you hit the ball, right? Like a trot step. Okay. Awesome. That player takes that and goes, oh, okay. Well, um, the only way I can do that is I need to like hit the ball and hold the finish. Mm-hmm. So they change the cue slightly, right. right? And go, okay, I got to hold it so that I can step. Mm-hmm. And so their main intention is again, slightly switched. And then that way later on, you keep cueing that same thing because you thought that was what they were trying to do. Mm-hmm. When in reality it might be nothing of what they're trying to do. Or right. they might have thought when you said, hey, step over home plate, they might have thought, oh, like a breach. Mm. Oh, like a this, right. And they made this other connection that is unspoken. Right. Mm. It's just their what their brain did, right? When they when they heard you say what they said, what you said. And then they they changed the cue. And then so that's why it's always important too, again, of obviously asking like, hey, like what adjustment did you make there? And it sometimes mm-hmm. it sounds very simplistic right it sounds like what do you why were you asking you just told them to try to feel something but it's Mm -hmm. like yeah it doesn't mean that they did Mm -hmm. right and also too like i say that to athletes all the time it's like yo especially like five six swings later they probably made three adjustments already yeah you know what i'm saying like oh on this next one i'm gonna let it travel a little bit more i'm gonna try to do this i'm gonna try to drive it to right field they might have you know again added some extra constraints that you Mm -hmm. didn't give them off the very beginning um or maybe when you said that, right, when you said, hey, step over home plate, they're like, oh, I'm going to have to let the ball travel a lot more. Mm-hmm. And that was not even ever spoken out loud, right? Mm-hmm. So, like, having that other conversation is is huge there as well. Um, and then also, you know, like we talked about is, like, with the in, like their intentions, if, like, you don't know their intentions, right, and what they're trying to create, that's why I think it's also, from training a lot of athletes, it's a lot easier to start – seeing their intentions like for example if you as a coach right if you've been on a field and we all know this if the guy is trying to slap a ground ball to second base that swing is very different than a guy that is intentionally trying to pull a home run Mm -hmm. now it doesn't mean right it doesn't mean and sometimes it's a little bit harder when it they're like it's a you know, they're trying to hit a double or a different situation yeah. or all those other things. But, Easier, or for example, extreme. Or let me give you another big extreme. If I'm trying to sack bunt or hit a home run, mm-hmm. my intention is different. So, I'm going to create a different movement mm-hmm. and I'm going to do something different. Now, I'm still hitting a ball flying. I'm still going to hit my bat. I'm still going to direct it onto the field. There's obviously some overlap with a swing, right? And my goal mm-hmm. might be here, right, is to again, maybe I'm bunting for a hit. Mm-hmm. If I'm trying to bunt for a hit or even sack bunt, you can see the difference, mm-hmm. right? How quickly I get out the box, how I set up in the how I set up in the box, what pitches I actually go after. Right. All of these things, the intention yeah. is going to change. That's why a coach would be like, and again, you got two strikes and you're swinging out of your, you know, butt, <laughs> right? It's like, yo, like, your intention there is wrong, Yeah. right? Like, you're trying to get too big on a count that is not your count or whatever, right? Yeah. And, and a guy in scoring position, less than two outs, da-da-da-da-da, mm-hmm. yeah. right? And so, like, it's the same thing that happens with, obviously, swings inside of a cage.
0: Yeah, and, and like, a, uh, those are extremes, but for, like, a tighter perspective yeah. is, like, I want you to hit a line drive over the second baseman's head. Well, then you see him, not rotate and yeah. push his hands. Yeah. When really we're like, no, let that thought influence how you move. Yeah. If I got those, you a cookie and you pull yeah, a ball. It's okay to
1: pull it. It's okay.
0: You yeah. know, like setting it, eyes to right field. Right, it's okay if I pull it. Whereas like you can see too as you start to you know give that cue more, see how it works and doesn't work. You can see the intentions. Like, was it a bad cue? No. Were their intentions different than how you meant it? probably right it's like they think in that instance well no matter what i just have to fillet a line drive over the second baseman's head when that's not truly what you were trying to get them to do right and that's what you know happened last week where it's like okay like i see what you're trying to do but like let it influence your move not force it over the second baseman's head right and you told that story about like the knuckleballer like I want you to try to think about being able to drive it over the second baseman's head, a hill line drive. Mm. But if he floats it and you pull it, so what? Like mm-hmm. let it eat. You know what I'm saying? So yeah. it's like, and I don't know the exact story. I know you were like telling. No, it, no, like, the I details, was just. But. I
1: was. I've been trying to figure out when, as we were been talking here, I've been on Urban Dictionary trying to figure out a this way man. of describing pimping it. <laughs> and so what I had to look up and what got me was like showing off, uh-huh. right? Because Urban Dictionary. Obviously, there's different the things you walls. have. Dictionary, yeah. and then you also have like baseball language, right? <laughs> so it's like that's a whole nother layer. It's like it needs its own dictionary. That's a that's right? a new
0: baseball app language. idea.
1: And so um, I was like, okay, well, it's like you're showing off, right? Mm-hmm. Like you hit a ball, right? And so one of the definitions on here, I thought it was it was good. Um, is like is to appear, right? Or afterwards is uh, skilled and assured in a way with the intention. Of impressing others, mm-hmm. and so I think the same thing too as well. It's like you hit a ball, obviously, right? And again, I'm going over this more distinctly. Baseball guys are like, yeah, we get it, like mm-hmm. pimping it. We know what it looks like every day. But like again, you got to remember, like in softball, yeah. that is not normal. Well, well, right? to your point right and there with they, the
0: little guys. Yeah, bro, we got ten year olds that on their last swing of the day will pimp a pimp ball. It. They're ten, yeah, right? Uh, and then we say to a softball girl, "Pimp it," and they're like, "Huh." You know, it's just two completely different worlds when it comes to, like, that. Yeah, propality. and
1: then and then some people also take it as, like, boastful and all right. these other things, which is, like, why a lot of old-school guys are, like, against, like, oh, we just put our head down to run. It's like, first off, have you seen Reggie Jackson? Yeah. Like, first off, have you seen Bo Jackson? Yeah. First off, have you seen there's You can go all the way back to Babe Ruth. You can go back to a lot of guys, right, where it's like, I get along with it. It's like, yo, this isn't a new thing. No. Right? Like, bro, back I have clips from way back in the day. Like again on also two. <laughs> and also too in different generations, what showing off looks like is yeah. also different and also yeah. a lot of overlap. Mm-hmm. Right? Like again, like you got you got Reggie Jackson popping out the box, you know, popping, popping chains. The Sosa all, shuffle. Like, yeah, doing the shuffle. The, yeah, yeah, the Sosa shuffle was— That was you, crazy. You know, boy, right, halfway like, down the line, shuffle. Yeah, <laughs> Tucker now will hit the ball. Yeah. You know, spin back, store the dugout, like yeah. all that stuff too as well. But it's like, again, how they can pimp it, mm-hmm. right, is also based off of how they hit the ball. Like, yeah, you know, for think. example, you'll do—you um, look at a guy like Tatis or something like that, right? Like, Tatis will hit a ball, stay in the box, tilt his head sideways— you know, kind of mm-hmm. get lazy with his body, and like, like, oh, like you know, like, like he gets, like, like, did you see what I just did? Kind of like, mm-hmm. you know, what I'm saying, like, like, oh, I'm nasty, right? Like mm-hmm. with it, and you know, again, it's obviously a big l- body language thing, mm-hmm. right? And again. Some people take it offensively, Mm -hmm. right? Don't be soft, right? Throw a better pitch, right? Also, another end of that too, it happens in every single sport, right? Happens when guys dunk balls and they posterize guys. It happens when, and again, there's a there's a time and a place, and you got to have some feel, right? You got to have some feel. Am I LeBron, (laughs) right? Or am I a rookie in the league? There's certain things you can't get away with, yeah, right? And also too, no matter what, somebody's not going to like it. And also as well right? Again, some people take it as, as, as well, it's like, they don't ever do anything, um, you know, again, like, I used, okay, you mm-hmm. know one of my ways where people would say that this is, oh, yeah, this is the right thing to do? I was doing it as a way to pimp things, so what I would do is, I'd hit a home run, and I'd sprint the bases. Mm-hmm. I did it a lot, right? I'd hit the home run, put my head down immediately, knew it was mm-hmm. gone immediately, dropped the bat, right? And I would sprint, the, I would sprint the bases, like, like yeah, I do this. Like in my head, mm. that's what I'm thinking. Even though for my actions, it might not look because I wasn't <laughs> jumping in the air and doing whatever. Yeah. But like in my head, I'm like, yeah, this is what I do. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Like that was what was going on in my head. So it's like again, I had a different way of expressing it a lot of the time. Right. Right. And there was times that I was a little bit more again the same thing. On my bat flip, I might do other stuff or doing whatever. Mm-hmm. And and again. Uh, there's all these things where there's some negative connotations, like, around it, Mm -hmm. but in reality, again, along with it, right, is, um, I think it's also, like, a a fun part of the game, right? Mm -hmm. Like, and that's where it's been more, like, times, as times have been changing, like, you know, obviously some old heads have been upset about it, but again, it's, there's people, it's not new, Mm -hmm. it's been happening for a really long time, it's human nature, you know, along things with it, and also too, like, um, again, like, uh, there's some what would you say it like some um, playfulness like yeah. little kids like playing you know in the in the park with some you know playing with a ball and then like people like act like you've been there before and it's like, dude, again, <laughs> this guy just hit a home run. In the World Series, yeah. to walk it off after he struck out five times, yeah. and the other thing he may never be back here again. I've been there before; like he hasn't been, and there he's before. not going to be. He might <laughs> never be here again in his life, yeah. right? Like, um, and again, like along with it, there's obviously lines, and like I said, you got to have some feel and all those other things uh, as well. But again, that's not what we're doing it for in the cage, mm-hmm. but to explain right. it. Yeah. right to some people where you know again especially where I, I think when it goes into like softball specifically i know we're getting off uh yeah. the main topic but again going back to that right is in softball because it's seen as you know so boastful mm-hmm. or all these other things as well and being like you know in in that in that term um in baseball it's just obviously you get like you said there's 10 year olds there's eight year olds there's I've, I've seen videos online of four-year-olds pimp, throwing the bat in the air, mm-hmm. you know, all that other stuff, right? Like, they're watching what they see on TV. They're, you know, they're watching professional athletes, all these other things, too. It's in the best in the world, you know, every time they pimp, they hit a home run, they pimp it or mm-hmm. whatever. Um, and again, usually, you the, the only time that things really get pimped is when it's a no-doubt mm-hmm. yeah, home I mean, run, which I wonder why they could do it on those ones.
0: Yeah, I mean, I also, too, I think, you know, the... The pimping, the ball side, and more of like the mentality and like the viewpoint on it. Like, also too, what's your intentions? Like, are you doing it to disrespect the other team? Are you doing it to fire up the boys or the girls in the dugout? Like, you know, there's also too, like, you hit a little double celly. Get your little celebration. It's not to show off towards the pitcher. It's to get your dugout
1: involved and like fired up most of the time, Not all the time. And also too, too, also too, if you're if you're as a competitor, if if me celebrating on second base or pimping my single homer. Whatever, is enough to get you rattled. You're also just yeah, good. Yeah, you're just kind of a little soft. Yeah, just good. a little soft. Like at the end of the day, like we're competing. Mm-hmm. Like you know, it also like also your your emotions might be a little bit hurt because again, you know, like people hit home runs off of me when I pitch. Like mm-hmm. uh, not many though, code. Don't get it mm-hmm. twisted, okay. Get it um, a lot. But but with that being said, right, like when I pitch, like also too, when I played in, like people hit home runs off of us, mm-hmm. right. And like again, like along with it, like I've seen the same thing too as well. Like you know, again, like and also. It's usually, especially nowadays, like there's not really a lot of players that take it personal no. part of the game. Right. No. But again, to lay that intention, I just want to talk about that as well, is the reason I'm even bringing this up and going into a little bit more detailed is it's a really good drill. Mm-hmm. And if you have some emotional attachment to the opposite side of it, of it being, oh, it's boastful and all these other things, too you're you're missing out on an opportunity for a really good drill mm-hmm. that's really great for the cns system mm-hmm. dang it i did it cody the CNS. system
0: CNS. always good for one
1: Gosh, yes. always good for one mm-hmm. um, I, um i caught it. I, like as it was leaving my my lips i try to grab it i didn't even catch it. it. i'm you know so thing? used to you doing about like, it, it it was as it, it was coming out of my mouth and i was like what did you just say <laughs> um but you know again along with it right like you're missing out on an opportunity for a really good drill right and mm-hmm. so I, when i bring this up to you is when we're talking about like these drills and we're talking about this stuff, right, is again, a lot of things, when we're talking about like firing patterns, when we're talking about, again, like coordinating the CNS, when we're talking about, because this is the thing, you gotta remember, in hundreds and thousands of a second, right, just literally like what I was doing right now, right, how quickly your brain processes information, like all those other things. Literally right now, as I'm saying, cns system right Mm -hmm. like as it it's sliding off my word my brain's already going no Mm -hmm. like it's already it it already caught it right and it's like forming the other thing it's like when i'm hitting and also too you're training your brain one of the things i think people undervalue is as a baseball player mental skill completely detach it don't worry about baseball you're having to make split second decisions Mm -hmm. in thousandths of a second right over and 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 over. you're training your brain Mm -hmm. to make very rapid decisions with very minimal information Mm -hmm. right there's a book uh, called blink i don't know if you've ever read that book Mm -hmm. but it talks about the same thing too about like you know making decisions in like you know uh, in a blink of a second right Mm -hmm. um and so some of the things with that is like what that does to your brain it also prepares you right Mm -hmm. to that skill transfers into other areas of your life as well um and i think that that within sports right having to make rapid decisions all these things there's a lot of transfer over from like brain skills and things that you train your brain to do Mm -hmm. from sports that obviously like reactions and like all these other things being able to manage and have tools and develop tools to manage my emotions Mm -hmm. to manage you know all these other things right because sports are really emotional right like for example i go to my you know 10 year old nephew's a baseball game and he strikes out and he's having a pro he's crying in the dugout yeah, and he's so doing other it. things right and he's, he's learning skills of how to manage those emotions mm-hmm. right because one of my coaches uh, for example is the same thing too like i dude when i was younger and uh, you know i didn't play well like again my identity was in the you know even from a really young age like my mm-hmm. performance all this other stuff and i'd get really worked up like and also too i had some coaches that really took it a really bad way and then I finally got a coach when I was like 13. Dan LaSalle. Still remember my name. <laughs> um shout out to my my dude. Um he was one of my first club ball coaches. And he um he just goes, he literally said to the team, like, I had a moment where like I, I got really fired up and I was I was mad that we lost or something like that. And he was just like, hey, like, he's like he came and talked to me and he's like, Joey, like, you just care. Mm-hmm you like, I'll take a kid that cares over someone that doesn't care. I have plenty of kids that don't care if they strike out if we win mm. or we don't win or all those other things. Like, you just care. And some other people might look like they manage their emotions better, but it's because they don't care. Mm-hmm. Like, you do care if we win or lose. Like, you go home, like, it upset you that we lost a doubleheader today, right? Like, it, it upset you, like, all these other things, right? So, like, with that, though, it gave me the freedom and also helped me start to learn how to manage and deal with those emotions and, like, how to deal with— losses and how Mm -hmm. to deal with something i really wanted to happen and like okay like you know with that right and and all those and like sports obviously has a a great way of doing that but there's a lot of transfer over and again this all comes back part of the cns right is like you when you think about like the brain and how it processes these things right like um it's really important um where now we're starting to value more the mental side Mm. of what's going on in the game but like for example um again when you're in uh fight or flight right? Which is a major response, obviously. And we think about it like, oh, like, you know, a lie and there's some crazy scenario happening. Like, no, there's a ball flying at me at 90 miles an hour. Right. And it's very easily when I'm emotionally attached to this situation, all these mm-hmm. things that I get overwhelmed with. like, Why don't I move like I do when I'm in the cage when there's also a ball flying at me at 90 miles an hour from a machine or whatever in a different environment, all these Mm -hmm. other things. Right. But now the environment's different. I got fans. I got a big field. I got defenders. I got, you know, public shame. I got all these other things that I'm, I might be attached to. And also too, we can start to realize too, everybody's experienced that one time in their life when they're doing a mundane task that they can do 999 times out of a thousand. Right. But in this moment, they fumbled something, they dropped something, they did something, all these other things because they were emotionally Mm -hmm. overwhelmed. And again, when you get into fight or flight, right, your body goes into a state of your body, your fine motor skills, your fine motor skills in fight or flight are not great. Mm -hmm. Right? When you get into that moment, like think about it, like a line's coming to kill you. It's not about painting this perfect Mm -hmm. little shade on this little fine to no no no. big muscles mm-hmm. get ex- severely activated like you release a huge amounts of adrenaline mm-hmm. you have all of these overwhelming emotions and chemical you know experiences that are happening in your body all these mm-hmm. other things your body is going we're either going to fight this line mm-hmm. or i'm going to run mm-hmm. i'm going to fight it or i'm going to run yeah and so in that moment it literally turns off parts of your brain So that you can survive, Mm. right? The problem is when championship game, all these other things, right? Like the new lion, right, is our brain in that fight or flight. The same response Mm -hmm. is, Cody, you hit this ball to me a million times. Same exact ball to me. I mean, I've hit balls. I've made errors, and I'm sure you have too. I've made errors on the most, the easiest ground balls. Most of the errors came from that. yeah, Yeah, like most of my errors were on routine ground balls mm-hmm. and for me it was more of a thing of i know and everyone on this field knows that i should field this ball right now mm-hmm. i felt more pressure on a routine ground ball mm-hmm. than i did on a spectacular play yeah 100 right and this comes over to hitting mm-hmm. right another thing is coaching in the cage and like you're talking about with intention and all those things is you have to be able to be emotionally aware of your athlete and mm-hmm. where they are. If they're emotionally overstimulated, mm. right? Sometimes, like, and you see me do this with athletes, we won't even hit that day. Yeah, I go on a walk, we'll talk to them, yeah. do other things. But also, too, another part of that, they can get flustered, they can get upset when we talk about brain breaks, when we talk right. about all these other things, right? Is if they're getting emotionally too overwhelmed or they're getting too frustrated or they're failing too much, or for them, mm. this is very frustrating because, again, maybe, maybe they're mom died last year this exact day Mm -hmm. and so he's emotionally on edge today and so when he fails even twice today all of a sudden he you know goes you know the the straw that breaks the you know camel's back or whatever right and you're getting these big emotional responses is it's not that they can't do the skill Mm -hmm. it's that part of their brain literally doesn't even operate very well yeah because it's the big you know again your big muscles all these other things start getting turned on too do the bigger actions, which can really mess up something highly skilled, like hitting a ball moving through the air at ninety-five miles. Away. Yeah,
0: and I think and I think it's important too to note like there's some players that them coming up to hit mm-hmm. in the fifth inning yes. of a tournament game yes. is a lion chase like because yes. that's they, their brain. That, that's what makes them feel that way chemically. Yes, you know, and uh, they've never experienced. No, like crazier they're not things than right right into like, you gain perspective and yes. you're like oh it's just a game in the fifth in-, right but to them right sure. because like i don't know maybe their brother was a big leaguer and their yep. dad's putting pressure on or whatever yep. i don't know just making up a scenario whatever. it's like so then they put this pressure on them yes. that's like if i don't get a hit here in yes. the fifth inning because my brother just showed yep. up and he's a minor leaguer right now and like yeah, he yeah. wants to see me get a hit immediately that yep. happens to them it's like And then we try to downplay. It's like, bro, it's just a fifth inning. It's like, well, "Well, to him,
1: for I was going to say, like, how many coaches? And this is where you need to be mindful too, because again, you need to deploy some empathy and also understand where you're at. Is that at one point you were 10? Mm -hmm. At one point, even if you were 10, you're like, yeah, but I wasn't like that. I want to say, okay, great. You also, your dad wasn't beating you. Yeah. Okay. You also, you also, you know, for example, even to this day, like one of my brothers. He got attacked by a dog when he was young. Mm. So when he gets around dogs because of trauma and these other things, even though this happened, you know, 30 years ago. Right. Right. He still is slips into a place of like PTSD, fight or flight, all these other things. And you got to understand along with this, this is where like educating yourself on like mental health and like all these Mm. things are really important is that this isn't a conscious thing Mm -hmm. for most of your players. Right. They don't even realize yeah, that they they're doing it. Yeah. They don't even realize that they're going into a spiral. Right. And so you as a coach, right? Again, that's what we call it, like a lot of times we we'll say swing therapy, a lot of that mm-hmm. stuff, right? Is understanding where they're at, right? And this is where you being centered and yeah. healed and all those things. Because right. if you're yeah. in fight or flight and they're in fight or flight, right? Y'all interacting, how you communicate, what you're how you're even thinking. All of that is gonna mm-hmm. be manipulated, right? Because your brain is literally turning off. Like, for example, like your prefrontal cortex. When you're getting ate by a line, right, and a lion's attacking you, it we're not doing a math equation. No. Right? That's not what your brain Your brain is putting resources mm-hmm. to uh, <laughs> everything that it needs to survive. It's not worried about what's the best way, what's the most efficient way, what's all these other things. It's going, right now, this is the most important thing. I need to survive this or get away from this threat, mm-hmm. right? And again, sometimes we think about this only as a physical threat. But as you mentioned, sometimes it is, a again, underlying emotional, mm-hmm. spiritual what, you know, whatever you know, maybe physical, right? Maybe they're like, mm. if I don't hit well, like again, we've had players and we've had, again, I've coached players, athletes, stuff like that too, as well. Like, their family would physically beat them mm. if they didn't, you know, things didn't happen today, or they were worried about violent, or they, you know, their dad was gonna grab them and embarrass them in front of everybody right. or whatever, right? Like, these are real things that you get along with it, and also too, sometimes it's emotional, right? right? And for men, like you said, it gets downplayed a lot, yeah. and it's like, yo. This kid knows that for the next two days in the car when he's with dad, yeah. he's going to be getting belittled, devalued, all these other things in the car. And also, we could all recognize, we all remember, again, on the same side of that, like hopefully you didn't have parents that were like these other things, right? Is that we all, at one point, somebody, maybe it wasn't your parent, maybe it was your brother, maybe it was your uncle, maybe it was your coach, maybe, it your coach, maybe it's a little whatever, right? We, um, And I think, in large, we've all played or knew a coach, that the moment you made an error or the moment you made a mistake or you struck out in a big situation or whatever that is, and it could have been your parents. It could have been, your, you know, again, somebody somewhere or you knew of a coach that did it, right, that made players feel that way and also players that didn't want to play anymore because of somebody that mm-hmm. made them feel that way. Right. And that's the flight. I don't even want to be in that situation anymore. Yeah. Go play I before. don't even want to play anymore. Yeah. Right. Because when I fail, I don't like how you make me feel or how I feel. And now I associate it with the sport mm-hmm. rather than the person or the coach or whoever is making me feel that way. Mm-hmm. Right. And also, I haven't learned the tools usually because I'm so young. Right. And also don't have somebody helping me with these these other tools and haven't had a r- great coach to help me mm-hmm. process some of these emotions where I can get out of that fight or flight. That's why, like, uh, um, I could be wrong with the same thing, like. Uh, when we do, like, breathing, like, you again, your deep breath resets, like, all that mm. stuff, right? It's to try to get fight or flight to dissipate, mm. right? To try to get that adrenaline dumps to dissipate, right? To get the parasympathetic nervous system and all those things, like, trying to get our, my body back regulated, mm-hmm. right? So, focusing on my breath, all these little techniques that we think are, like, oh, they're just silly, whatever. Like, no, 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 this is how your body works, mm-hmm. right? Right? when there was a major, think about if there was like a, like again, let's say a lion attacked you. Okay. You got away. Mm-hmm. You come in, we're sitting in the house. I'm going to be like, all right, code, like slow yeah. your breathing. Yeah, right. Fox
0: breathing. Yes. Think logical
1: for a second. Yes. We escaped. Navy SEALs use it. Yeah. It's not, it's not, yeah. this isn't some, Oh, do some breathing exercise, whatever. Like, the the toughest guys you want to know in the world that go into this crazy, not the lion, but there's a guy sitting in there with an AR and he's like, you know, like, the, with a grenade on his chest and yeah. doing whatever. These guys are doing breathing exercises, yeah. right? To get their brain back where it needs to be, mm-hmm. right? So that they can perform on things that they've done a million times, mm-hmm. right? But in this moment, right, I can't think clearly. Uh, I can't uh, make great decisions. Yeah. I can't. And again, I'm going into a house about to pull a trigger. Right and, and clear this thing and save some people and do whatever is I better be thinking clear and perform mm-hmm. well underneath pressure. Right. right? And how I process that and the tool sets and all the things that I have that, uh, that changes again highly again when we go into coordinating how we're coaching picking up on your athlete understanding what they need in this moment. Mm-hmm. Maybe again maybe we don't switch drills not because I know that they couldn't do it but mm-hmm. because today they need to be a little bit more successful. Mm-hmm. Because there's some other things that I know that's going on in their life. Right. And there's a time to press and there's a time to let off. Yeah. But it gets substantially harder to do that when you're already in your own. Right. Fight or flight. And you feel like, oh, they're not getting the results. They're getting overwhelmed. Mm-hmm. They're doing other thing. And again, I'm talking from experience of yeah, things, me developing as a yep. coach. Right. And like, again, the same thing, fielding a routine ground ball, like these other things. Right. Like. It still goes on and all, all of a sudden you stop playing baseball and you, all of a sudden you're in a different place. Like yeah. you're still developing and you're learning more tool sets and doing all those other things. And it's like the same thing too, as well. It's like, yo, a major part of being a really good coach is becoming the same thing, leader period, right? Leader your family, all those other things is like, yo, if you, if you need to make decisions and really tough environments and all those other things. The only way you can do that is be really grounded mm-hmm. right and have a lot of tools uh, you know things built up and like know how to you know dissipate some of these things how to calm down quicker how to mm-hmm. you know not get angry or upset or defensive or right. um you know deep the opposite way right like men usually go into that that other side but also too like yeah. i'm the worst i suck i'm terrible you know again yeah. why do I, I we i talk about this you know we talk about this with athletes too it's like they're like. I practice every day. How do I suck that bad? It's just like, okay, like, chill out. Like you don't, you don't. You 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 play for a power five school. (laughs) Like you're pretty damn good. You're one of the best players in the country. Literally in the top one percent of the players in the country. You're really damn good. Yeah. Right. You're just playing against really tough competition. The game's a lot faster. There's Mm -hmm. a lot more pressure. Right. All these other things. Right. And learning how to deal with these type of environments and all that stuff is. Yeah, and, and, and I think their and I
0: think too, just like it kind of goes back to the same thing. Like I, I made this comment in uh, one of our evals last week. Was there's a, a younger softball girl came in, and I just asked her. I was like, "What is important to you?" Right? And she was pretty like, you know, confident. Like I do this drill, and I do this, and this is what I'm focused on. So I was like, "Okay, so what is important to you, right?" And it's like, and then like the comment I made to her was usually what you're trying to do, you're doing. Yep. Right? there's a reason behind what you're doing. You just may, may be missing what's happening downstream from what you're doing because mm-hmm. you're so focused on what you're doing. And like, for example, it was like, I really want to drive my back foot and turn my back foot. And I'm like, mm. okay, that's exactly what you're doing. You are actually, d- yeah. but you also told me that you struggle with basically pulling off over rotating and my barrel dragging. I'm like, in my opinion, Mm. what you're doing is downstream causing those things. But from a a coaching perspective, if, in my opinion, if I didn't make that connection with her also too, Mm. she's 13 and we're like, you know, trying to connect the dots for her and the conversation is like, if I didn't connect that dot with her, I don't know how much of that conversation would have really like resonated with her, you know? And it's like, Seeing their interpretation and their perception of the move or their task that they're trying to do Mm. is super, super important because usually there's a reason, whether they know it or not, behind what's actually happening. Mm. And like I told her, it's like, you are doing what you say you're trying to do, actually, but yeah, it's yeah. causing the things you don't want to do to happen. Yeah, yeah. You're just unaware of it yeah. because you're a young hitter. You haven't experienced yeah. and failed and, this and and, that.
1: and coaches, the same thing. When I'm coaching coaches, mm-hmm. a lot of times too as well, it's like something that they're trying to get not to happen is usually caused by something that they're trying to get to happen. Right. And it's one thing is causing another. And that's where, like again, like, as you go down that wisdom route same thing too for me as well like when I'm, I'm doing the same process i just do it with myself and like understanding um i was actually going to make uh this uh, a post today because I, I thought that this was a a pretty uh, cool thing that i was reading the other day um okay so in the dynamic world this is talking about marketing but you know take the analogy In the dynamic world of marketing not every new trend guarantees success it's vital to discern what aligns with foundational principles true expertise lies in understanding when innovation complements rather than replaces tried and true Mm -hmm. jake learned that in a fast-paced realm of marketing discernment is key while embracing innovation is crucial Blindly following trends without considering their alignment with core principles can lead to pitfalls. With a newfound appreciation for the balance between the old and the new, Jake navigated his marketing journey with a, a more discerning eye. And and the and the reasons I was like bringing that up as well is like is like hey like that conceptualization right is that like learning. Like, there's always going to be new things, all this stuff. stuff. Like, there's, there's not a point that you get to where you're like, again, destination mindseted, where you're like fixed mindset where it's like, okay, I've learned what I need to know about, you know, hitting right. or whatever, and I'm done, right? What I'm teaching the athlete a way of thinking, a way of processing, I'm giving them tool sets to process mm-hmm. how they're moving and why I'm making decisions the way that I'm, I am, all those things, and guiding them, right? It doesn't mean that. I'm in a fixed mindset, and they're in a growth mindset. Mm-hmm. No, no, no. I'm growing while they're growing. And while they're growing and I continue to grow, I keep an open mm-hmm. to a lot of different things that may help, right? Like I have a filter, but also too, me and Steve were talking about this the other day. I have a filter, but my filter is also I'm able to pick what I let in to mm-hmm. change that filter of what I you know again what I'm we're gonna right. let in and what we're not gonna let in right um and you know I kind of think of it like almost like uh I was things thinking about this like I've been watching I was watching too much Star Wars is you know on you know like Star Wars right or you have like <laughs> spaceship right like they have like their shields up mm. well you have a shield but you can also pick you don't want nothing to get in mm-hmm. right you want your other ships to get in you want your other stuff right Mm -hmm. and so you're you're adapting that shield right of deflecting all the things you don't want to get in Mm -hmm. right that don't align that could be detrimental Mm -hmm. that could really hurt all those other things and over time the better your shield is Mm -hmm. the better it is at protecting you from you know one thing or another and like all that stuff and so like um almost thinking of it like um um, it's like, we think about it like another way of think about it is like, you know, like a boundary, right? Like a boundary, uh, think about it like a door, right? Like I can close the door. I can lock the door. I can open the door when I want, I can close the door when the want, when I want, I can let in what I want. I cannot mm-hmm. let in what I don't want. And also too, it's not a fixed barrier. It's not a wall. Mm-hmm. It's a door. I can, you know, again, there is a way in and out of this, right? Where I can let people in, I can put them away, like all that stuff, like a physical boundary, also obviously emotional or whatever those boundaries might be too. And then, like the same, the same thing, you know, with that there as well. It's like when you're going with thoughts from other people, it's like you again, you have a filter, you have a boundary, you have a a shield, right? And you can filter in from those things. And also, we're teaching them as well by mm-hmm. being like, hey, it's not about knowing what I know or whatever. Stand on my shoulders and all these other things, and mm-hmm. I'm going to give you all of this stuff. But what I'm doing is teaching you a way of thinking. Mm -hmm. right of how to think for yourself how to filter a Mm -hmm. way of again becoming you know this coach and all these other things but also too how you build the filter how you build all those other things is from experience Mm -hmm. and again i'm helping you build your shield from the Mm get-go right rather than you know um if you just did it by yourself Mm -hmm. you know again you'd have to start from scratch Mm -hmm. and that would be detrimental you could either stand on generations and generations and generations Mm -hmm. and generations of tried and true and what is tried and true from all of these people and all of the wisdom that's been gained over all of these Mm -hmm. years or i can just be like you know what screw everybody's ideas i'm starting from scratch it's like why would you want to do that Mm -hmm. that's like saying like that's like well i don't believe in cars like or whatever i'll just Build my own car, yeah. and also too, I won't even use parts that are out there. I'm gonna build all my own parts, and I'm gonna do everything. For, it's just like also, you know what? I, I think I think a car is a bad idea. I'm gonna create a whatever. Like, it's just, like it's just like you're starting from scratch, yeah. like base level knowledge. Like instead of standing on the wisdom of what we've learned from like you know doctors and all these things over so many years and all that stuff, right? You just want to come up and start from scratch and go, no, everybody's wrong. I've created my own philosophy. It's like, why would you want to do that? Mm-hmm. Like. There's obviously wisdom from every yeah. Like again, like we talk about with hitters, like we send hitters out to other people to hit with. We also, on top of that as well, never like again. There's hitting coaches like don't look on social media. Those guys read. It. It's like we allow players to bring us in. Yeah, come on. Like, questions. we tell them to like we'll even send them other stuff. Like hey, like this. Like you see how this like this guy made this post or like mm-hmm. hey, this is a really great thing. Like I'd send that stuff out to our yep. players and stuff too. Um, you know, again along with it, like hey listen to this guy when it comes to like this concept. Like, I think that he's, I really like how he talks about this. And I think this could be something that's like, mm-hmm. very useful for you, a mm-hmm. way of thinking some of these things that might really work for your, you know, like how you think or mm-hmm. what you're struggling with right now or whatever. Or, um, you know, and again, maybe it's somebody like, it might be something with their faith. It might be something, it could be a, a whole bunch of things like in that same way. Mm-hmm. Um, maybe it's how they teach bat path. Maybe it's how they teach the lower body. Maybe it's how they do this, this and that, right? Like, um, with a lot of those things like there could be some there's some a lot of transfer over or things like that as well so like that's the thing right is like as you and that's kind of like my expression or how the bible explains like discernment right it's Mm -hmm. the same thing as well it's like that shield or that ability and right now as that builds up it's a something over time right it's not something that in the very beginning like you you don't have very good discernment right Mm -hmm. like when we're kids we don't have very good discernment right we just we let everything in Mm -hmm. right everything everybody says everything you know like good and bad you know like again like all advice someone you know tells me this i believe it you know it's just like you're very like all those things that are very naive um of all that stuff like you know again um you could tell like you could tell my niece like you know godzilla's in town and she'd be like ah <laughs> it's just like you know like they'll believe anything right like very gullible on those other things right and like building that up of being able to filter those things is obviously very important, right? And so as, as a hitter, you got to be able to do that. It's not about being disrespectful or any of those other things. It's just like, again, like me knowing like what what to let in and what not and also a way of like, you know, thinking and filtering those thoughts and like mm-hmm. how to organize uh, that stuff as it happens.
0: Yeah. Yeah, no, just like going back to the faith example. I mean, I think too, I think it's a really clear uh, like relation to me when you think about it from like a faith and that filter standpoint. Yeah, yeah. and. And also, too, uh, I thought this was interesting, I haven't even told you this one yet, it was uh, was we went to church when I was back home for Christmas, and uh, going back to kind of, like, uh, your current situation and your interpretation, so I think of this, like, you tell a kid to draw a tree that's from Vegas, he probably draws a palm tree, you mm-hmm. tell a kid from where I'm from, in the Midwest, to draw a tree, they yeah. draw, like, a uh, regular, you know, yeah, like from what green leaves and whatever, yeah. right? Whatever type of tree it is, yeah, right. And then you do one in Washington, and they draw an evergreen tree. It's like mm-hmm. three different trees are all trees, right? But based on their environment and what their understanding is, I'm bro, like, don't be hating on the little tree next to you, right? Hey, this thing's right. IKEA branded, yeah, you yeah. know, grown straight yep. from IKEA soil, yep. Um, but yeah. uh, <laughs> make sure to give that thing some water later, Nicole. <laughs> but uh, I thought it was interesting. Was um, you know, going to church out here, uh, Church LV, and then also knowing what church was like growing up for me and then went to church back in the Midwest in Omaha Um and experiencing the Christmas service there and mm-hmm. just how programmed it felt mm-hmm. and very like the church I go to here is like God put on my heart. I ain't even going to talk about the message I talked about oh, at 9am. Mm-hmm. I'm gonna talk yeah. about something different. And it's like in worship, yeah. you feel odd to not raise your hand mm-hmm. here and it's like, it's worship. Nobody's raising their hands. Everybody's kind of like looking around like, okay, bow, bow your head, close yeah, your yeah. eyes. And it's like, you know, the message seemed very like, here's step one, here's mm-hmm. step two. And it's like their interpretation of that and that filter is different for each one. And I'm like, yeah. it's super interesting to me seeing that. And then I think about that from like a hitting perspective. It's like, mm-hmm. I wouldn't have that perspective if I wouldn't have seen or listened or tried different things and different Mm -hmm. methods so it's like i'm never going to discourage it because that perspective has developed who i am as a as a man as a coach you know today right but also too i go about it i go about it in a way where it's like i'm not just listening to everything like everything is gospel Mm even like you know when someone says something to me on tiktok and says the word god i'm not like this is true. I'm like, yeah. where in the Bible does it say that, yeah. you know,
1: or like some hidden. And also, that does. is that true to my relation, my personal relationship right. with God, too? Because right. also, too, for example, Bible says a lot of things. Yeah. Right. Also, you need to understand the context. Yeah. All those other things. And also, too, of understanding, like, what was the the uh, not only just context, but like the it's the one, you know, the spirit behind the law, mm-hmm. right, or the spirit behind it. Right what was happening at the time and like the same thing. And the reason I bring that up is the correlation over with where you were going with like as a hitting coach, right? Is they might take a line or something you've said mm-hmm. or I've said or Nicole's said or Steve said or Tewksbury said, mm-hmm. or, you know, again, like whoever, whatever hitting coach. Right. And they take that one line and it's like, and they think of it as gospel. And it's like, yeah, yeah. But like, I might say the complete opposite to another here because you're yeah. not understanding the spirit right right, right, or the context in which i -hmm. was giving that message right right you don't know who i'm talking to you don't know why i gave them that cue Mm -hmm. you don't know somebody this is going to make them push somebody this is going to make them free Mm -hmm. somebody is going to make them whatever and it's like you go back to the bible in that same way some of them it's going to make the push them away from god Mm -hmm. and some of them it's going to draw them near Because you need to understand the context, who's being spoken to, all these other things. And that's also why we're getting, you get depths of information where like when you read the Bible, it's like kind of like a social media post, right? There's a letter that was written specifically to a certain audience, Mm -hmm. right? That was trying to, that their spirit behind it was trying to help them get closer to God or Mm -hmm. whatever that is. And the same thing, we're trying to help a hitter. Right. Get closer to where they're going and where they need to go. Some of them, like you said, sometimes we got to tell a hitter like, yo, hit a double, bro. Mm -hmm. Get some like do, you know, like do some damage, right? Like do some other things like you're being too passive. Mm -hmm. Right. And then other times, maybe the same hitter again to the same church. Paul might say one thing, and then later on, yeah. he might have a whole other thing to, again, even the same church or a different church in the yeah. same area or whatever they were going on with at the time, yeah. and like understanding that all within context because there's wisdom. There's yeah. wisdom in every social media post that, that we're going to put out, mm-hmm. but at the same time, you need to understand who it's being said to, who it's being applied to, why, all that stuff, yeah. and know mm-hmm. that it could be the same hitter having the same problem, but tomorrow, we might have a different method right of how we would go about yeah. working with them or what yeah. we would go about doing with it them. It just, just came to me
0: as like the the album Elevation Worship. It's like you got to wait on the Lord and you also got running on the same album. It's like wow. run, run, running, hey, it's like, yeah. oh, wait on the Lord. It's like Yeah, yeah. Or two different things. It's like sometimes you need to be okay and obedient yeah. and patient with
1: what you're doing now. Yeah. Sometimes, bro, we're going to sprint. and time to go. Yeah, we're going to sprint. Yeah, and that's why I say, like, sometimes, sometimes, for example, sometimes God calls you to stay. Mm. Sometimes he tells you to go. And he's right both times. Both. <laughs> both and he, yeah. <laughs> yeah, and they're both right, yeah. right? It's just wisdom and knowing what to play mm-hmm. and when. And, then like, for example, there's times where we're going to tell someone to get forward and there's yeah. times we're going to tell people to stay back. Get back, yep. And then we're going to, and sometimes we're going to say, get back while you stay forward. Yeah. Or you know, go forward yeah. while you stay back. Yeah. Real right? break, like, break right there. <laughs> like all, all, all the things like in between that. Right. And again, there's wisdom in all of that. Mm-hmm. But when you only see it in pieces and you don't understand the underlying mechanisms and the decision-making and why, what is being told, mm-hmm. it just looks like random spurts of information. Mm-hmm. Right. It's like that image like we, I, you know, pulled before where it's mm-hmm. like, yeah. it looks like random dots all over the thing, right? And then it's like, okay, but then knowledge is like all of a sudden they're all online, mm-hmm. right? And then you got wisdom where it's like, okay, now they're all connected. Mm-hmm. And then you got like the story or like the thing and that now it creates a shape, mm-hmm. right? It's like, yeah, they're connected, but it also creates an image, right. right? And it's like, oh, and then as you get deeper in your knowledge and then as you start learning more and more information, it creates different pictures, it creates different right. wisdom, it creates all these other things. And again, like, wisdom from the other side of that right as well is uh i was i was really in my mm-hmm. but i used i'll be using chat gpt to unpack some, some stuff like ideas and like get my head wrapped around stuff and so you hear that one of one of the things that um let me see yeah so one of the things i pulled as well is uh one of these stories okay you ready for this it's my story time. Story time, on the farm <laughs> podcast. Here we go, farm. Tinky. Um, <laughs> okay, in a vibrant city of Progressiveville, there was a renowned dojo where martial arts uh, master Sensei Hiroshi <laughs> trained his students. Uh, trained his students. One student, Lily, had been studying diligently under Sensei Hiroshi for several years. As her skills improved, Lily. Started to feel confident, believing she was catching up to her wise teacher. One day, since a, a Sensei Hiroshi uh, proposed a special challenge to test the student's progress, uh, progress. Lily, eager to prove herself, embraced the opportunity. As the challenge unfolded, Lily displayed her newly acquired techniques and skills, precision, uh, confident that she had reached the level, a level close to her teacher. Uh, Sensei Hiroshi, uh, uh, observing her, perf- uh, her performance, smiled and then effortlessly showcased a series of advanced techniques that left Lily in awe. Lily uh, uh, realized that despite her progress, Sensei Hiroshi was on an entirely different level. With humility, Lily approached Sensei Hiroshi and, and asked, How do you stay so far ahead? I thought I was catching up. Sensei Hiroshi, with a gentle smile, responded, In the journey of mastery... Progress is not a linear race. It's a continuous spiral. While, uh, while you've been climbing, I've been circling, learning, and refining my skills. True growth comes not just from catching up, but from embracing the infinite path of improvement. Lily understood that the perspective of progress is relative and that there's always more to learn and discover. The realization brought a newfound humility and appreciation for the depth of her teacher's wisdom. In that moment, Lily embraced the, uh, uh, the spiral of learning, recognizing that true mastery is a journey without a fixed destination. Mm -hmm. That's fire. But again, like with that, the reason I was like bringing those, these things up as well is like, when you look at wisdom, it's like, there's nowhere to get. Mm -hmm. You're trying to get linear somewhere Mm -hmm. right where the master is constant and spiral right and mastery is constant spiral. it's like i don't think i've ever arrived when you're trying to arrive yeah right like i'm just learning more Mm -hmm. i'm talking to more people Right, I'm going more in depth on certain subjects. Mm-hmm. I'm relearning something that I've already learned in the past. I'm reconnecting mm-hmm. with old things that you know that have happened previously. And also, too, why you think you're catching up? There's nowhere to catch up to. Mm-hmm. It's not about. There isn't a race. It, it, it's we're, there's a journey that is happening, and that linear thought process is what's keeping you back from learning mm-hmm. and mastering is because you're trying to get somewhere right there's nowhere to get Mm -hmm. you know and that's where it's like i'm constantly just evolving and getting better and also too because i'm not in a race to get somewhere i'm not passing vital information Mm. i'm not passing i'm not missing opportunities because my eyes are too set in front of me trying to get somewhere instead if i need to stop today and look at this thing Mm -hmm. i will tomorrow i'm gonna spend 10 minutes just circling this one idea and an hour, 10 weeks, mm-hmm. 10 years, whatever, circling this one idea till I get to a, a deeper depth, it's like, that's what we're going to do, right? Like, right. But again, along with that, it's like, and also too, I've already learned something. If I think I already know something, if I feel like I've already mastered something or whatever, there's no more point in learning. Mm-hmm. So when you think that you've arrived, destination, fixed mindset, that's when you stop becoming, you know, you stop being seen. Also, you stop learning, like all this other stuff. You can't have a deeper depth of understanding when you think you already know, which is also biblically when Jesus was calling out the Pharisees and Sadducees and all these things. It's like, you have so much pride mm-hmm. because you think you have arrived. Right. You already know. That's why you won't learn. Mm-hmm. You need the, the biggest part of learning is you need to have the humility, right? You have the, you have the humility that is saying, there's more to learn here mm-hmm. and there's more I could know. Right. Right. And there's nowhere that I have arrived or gotten to where I'm on this constant learning journey. Right. And I'm not, it's not about a hierarchy of who's smarter or who's the master. And again, mm-hmm. like also on you know, one of these other uh stories I thought it was pretty um good as well, is like the understanding too as well. It's like sometimes people and we've seen this a lot too is they'll go into they'll go learn from another hitting coach or something right let's say they hit with another hitting coach and they came to us Mm -hmm. and then they go oh well my other hitting coach didn't know anything it's like did they not know anything right Right? or again are you on a journey of learning more things and also too for example you could hit with us for a week, month, a year all those other things It doesn't mean that you know, Calabello or, you know, Tugues barrier or Casey, you know, Smith Mm -hmm. or, or, you know, one of these other guys, like, you know, that there's nothing that you can, you couldn't learn from them, but understanding how all of those, the tried and true between all of that, Mm -hmm. like inter interconnects and like makes a real, you know, a real thing. And then also having the humility of not again, replacing In totality, obviously the wisdom, like you want to stack wisdom, Mm -hmm. not just keep replacing. Because when you keep replacing philosophy, you're losing the previous wisdom Mm -hmm. you want. Again, don't throw out the baby with the bathwater, right? It's like, you know, like that old analogy. It's like, instead, like you take the wisdom from place to place and you stack them together and it mm-hmm. creates one more full image right? rather than every time I, you know, Oh, and well now I believe in this and now I believe in this and no, 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 Like there's wisdom in everything. Yeah. Right. Every place I've learned, every guy I've learned underneath, every mentor I've had, all those other things like there's wisdom everywhere that is, they've been applied like along with it. And I don't throw out the bathwater. With it. I go back to things. I'm like, Oh, that's why this worked. Mm-hmm. You know, like, you know, you know, I've pulled drills from like old For school sure. guys. I'm like, damn that really worked like that was really good and this is why it worked maybe we put a little twist on it we Mm -hmm. do a little something a little different and again maybe we only do it with certain people right right? but that's what we're always doing and also too that's why we're always learning is Mm -hmm. because like there is no arrival yeah like we're just learning and growing this is i'm not defending a hill not defending a hill like hey this is what we believe in why this is my filter this is my my other things but also with that being said like there will forever be, I will die with not knowing everything mm-hmm. there is to know about baseball swing, about humans, about right. all these other things. And it's a constant journey. And then one day you look up and you go, whoo, you know, like, all right, yeah. we, we've acquired quite a few things. And yeah, we've helped quite a few athletes. And yeah, we have quite a few methods and tools and, and ways that we can help people. But there's also more. Mm hmm. There's also more depth. There's also better understanding. There's also all those other things. Like, and again, like there isn't no catching up, right? It's just like stacking experiences and understanding and, and, and valuing everybody, right? Mm-hmm. Rather than having this hierarchy of, you know, we're better or, right. you know, all that stuff. Like, it doesn't matter. Mm-hmm. Like, again, to the day, like, it's not up to you to decide if you're better. eating it's like your customer will, like, you know, <laughs> yeah. like the people that come, your clients will, the relationships you have, mm-hmm. the, you know, the fruits that come out of like how you guys, you know, manage work. Mm-hmm. And like, I, I think about this too. It's like how you're, um, we've gone through some topics today, but I like know. um, uh, I was thinking about this like as well. One of the things I thought about the other day is from a different level, you know how you're like, we talk about your, like your swing is like a, how you move is like an image of your brain. Mm. I was thinking about this as you know my brain from business standpoint is how your business is an image of you mm-hmm. you know what i'm saying like how you're it's a mirror right like how you operate like how you know you're clients interact, how your culture that you have, all those other things, it's giving you feedback if you let it, right? Mm-hmm. Like, okay, this is why this operates this way. This is why these problems are happening. That's why this culture mm-hmm. is acting this way. It is if coaches started thinking like that on your team, the reason your culture is the way that it is, and you can go, well, year over year, it's culture is different every year. It's like, yeah, but you're also different every single year. Right. Two, with that as well, who you're recruiting is a reflection of you. Mm -hmm. Also three, how you handle those situations with those type of players is a reflection of you, Mm -hmm. right? Like how you get all of that to work together. And like the person you are and like, and like getting the the better leader you are, you can get large masses of people to be pulling in the same direction. Right. Mm -hmm. And so like, those are all reflections of like how the players love one another, how they care about one another, how they do this, how they do that. Like all of that overlaps where if you're gaining awareness and you're more aware of where you sit and not in a hurry to get anywhere, mm-hmm. but in a place of I want to learn. I don't go God, I don't want to miss one learning lesson mm-hmm. in this season of my life. Right. Right? Like I'm not learning the lesson. That's why I'm running in circles. Mm-hmm. You keep trying to run fast and all you're doing is running fast in a circle. It's just like the faster you run in a circle, it's just like, yo, like again, like you're you're not learning the lesson, which is why, you know, again, and I've been in that area in my life many times, but also too being okay, like. God, if I got to run in a circle, like, let yeah. me run in a circle. Yeah. Like, till I get enough awareness that I'm running in a circle mm-hmm. because I'm not learning, like, while I keep going in this this mm-hmm. spiritual circle over and over and over again. And that's why I'm still doing what I was doing 10 years ago and mm-hmm. responding the way I was 10 years ago and doing blah, 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 blah whatever that is for, mm-hmm. you know, or getting the same results with athletes I was 10 years ago. It's like, because we're not learning the lesson. We're just doing the same things over and over again with a fixed mindset mm-hmm. and trying to do it faster. Yeah. You know, just get the same result over and over again fast. Yeah, it's
0: like it was this funny family story. When my brother was learning how to drive at 16, <laughs> my mom went around around about like three, four times in a row and he just followed her the whole way. Uh, it's like, but he's a new driver, doesn't know where he's going, never paid attention to the streets, doesn't know, like yeah, yeah. He, he has no perspective or context and he's just mindlessly. Driving around, and my mom's just laughing because I was younger. So I'm yeah. like sitting in the passenger seat or back seat, whatever. Just like watching my mom laugh. Like, you know, he's gonna follow me all day if I let him. You know, mm. like because he doesn't know any different. He doesn't know any better. It's yeah, like yeah, you later. know, you're not doing it to learn that I'm like it, where to go. You're not doing this, and and gaining any knowledge or perspective. Like that, I'm messing with you right now by driving in circles around this roundabout. Like you're just mindlessly doing what I'm doing and trying to follow. It's like. You know, teaching how to think, too, and, and that aspect of things and how beneficial that is for athletes of, like, yeah. you know, how to think, not what to think necessarily mm-hmm. all the time. Um, you know, we kind of like to piggyback off what you were just saying, too. It's like, you know, it'll, it'll give you feedback, like, obviously, like, before he got into drive, like, there was no conversation, no understanding of, like, where are we going? Where do you need to go? How do you need to do it? It's just you're mindlessly following me, and, like, that's what was created in that environment was just a good soldier, basically, to him, not an independent thinker of, like, I'll see you at the gas station. Like, I know the gas station's up here, and, like, we're going to go, you know? And sometimes, I actually, I do that with some of our hitters is I'll be like, what was wrong with that one when it was a pretty good swing, pretty good move, and they'll be like, oh, this, and I'm like, nope. I was just like, you're, you're just telling me what I want to hear right now. Like you think yeah. there's something wrong. And that's what I told you last week. Yeah, and I'm like, think about that? no, that's a pretty good move. Yeah. And I was
1: like, and that should be encouraging. You yeah. know, it's like, I was teaching, I was teaching, um, I was teaching somebody, uh, yesterday, um, how to play spades mm. and we were playing spades. And then like, you know, as the cards came back around, I laid a card down and I was like, all right, hold on before we go. What does me laying down that card mean? Mm-hmm. Right. And like progressively, like as we taught the rules in the beginning, kind of some mindless following, like, OK, hey, this is what this means. I'm, le- I'm telling you all this stuff. Right. And then you get to the planes like, again, like teaching. Right. Like, OK, so if I laid this card, what do you think I have in my hand now?
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Why would I lay this card down in right. this situation? Right. And then like. Continuing to progress that right too as well, um, and then being like, okay, so like, what does your partner have in their hand? Mm-hmm. Like, what do you know what they have now? Like, and it's like that's why I really like spades. If you never played spades before, yeah. it's such a thinking game, yeah. and you got to know and predict what other people have in their hand. And there's like, you know, like elimination and like the order the cards come out, yeah. why, and like why somebody be doing that. What's the strategy behind it? How they like to play? Like, it's just such a mind side yeah. of it. But it's like the same thing as well, right? Like again. Hitters like all those those things as well. It's like okay, if they're doing something in a certain situation, like well, again, like if they're jumping out of their backside or doing whatever. Again, like it could be causing a whole bunch of things. Mm-hmm. So I'm looking at that, going, hmm, okay, that's some ideas. I'm gonna still ask them what their intention is yeah. and what their thought process was. But usually, again, a large part with that is like, and then also too, their body's going to adapt to what the demand and what they're asking their body to do. If they're asking their body to do something that is detrimental to them. Their body's still, again, in context, are they gonna survive? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like, is it the most optimal way? Mm-hmm. Like, might not be, right? Um, mm-hmm. But again, along with that, right, it's like, um, as well, is there's things that their body, for example, I might have the intention of moving the right way. Maybe my body just can't do that. That's so. also true, too, as well. But in large, if I keep trying to do things over and over and over again, I start gaining those ranges of motion. I start training my body to do it. Like, if I'm, mm-hmm. I can train my body to be able to pick up that much weight or do whatever, whatever, right. um, you know, again, if it's physically possible in right. um, and, and some of those other ways. But at the same time, you know, obviously how I go about that process is like all of it.
0: Yeah. You know, no. together. Funny you point that out. I, uh, I just started playing on my phone a little bit in my spades free time. Uh, it was just Texas Hold'em poker, oh, but, yeah. and I've never played before. So I'm like two yeah. weeks in. So before anybody that's an expert comes in and tries to yeah. do anything, but, but Rudy you know, see, it'd be like, yeah. And it was like, you know, nothing. It's like, yeah, you're right. But, um, I thought it was, I thought it was funny as like, as I started learning, like what hands are good and like you know what i can work with and like also to like you know just just basic information with it and i'm like playing this like on my phone just against a computer like you can play online players and whatever I think it's interesting is like when you start to think and come up with like your own strategy and like, you know, we're just nerds. And I'm like sitting there thinking about it like baseball Mm. is like the bluff and, you know, setting people up and all Mm. that type of stuff. I'm like, you know, play very passively. I was like, I fold a lot early on, like more my personality. I'm like, I'm not like a huge risk taker. And it's like, Mm. you know, then I'm like, all right, well, I've been playing with the same group of people for, you know, 20 minutes on here. And I'm like, and I fold early a lot. I only put in money whenever I'm like, got a really good hand. Mm. I was like, then there was one time I was like, you know, I'm not playing with real money. I'm playing with like, you know, the the poker chips in the game mm. or whatever. And I'm like, you know, I'm going to bet big right off the jump, even though I have an, a hand because everybody here sees me folding and like, they know mm. I'm pl- playing passive and then everybody folds and I win. and I'm like, I had a pretty average hand. Mm. And I'm just like, it was so funny. Cause I'm like, I'm thinking about it from a baseball perspective of just like, the little cat and mouse game and the strategy mm-hmm. and it's like well i know i got this and this is this is a tool of mine and you know i struggle with this and blah 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 as i'm just playing a little bit more cards and just learning how to do it i just think it's a I mean, just interesting like different approaches and styles and strategies to a game that we all play you know and it's like you know i don't know how many games of poker you know, hold them you've ever played, Not poker. you know, yeah, yeah. but, uh, but, you know, it's just like, you'd have a different style, but it's the same yeah. game. And it's like, and then how you see the game is going inter- to like that interpretation is also going to influence your, yeah, your approach. you know, style and In approach strategy. and strategy and this and that. And it's like, and it's like this ever evolving, like, you know, and then there's some days that I may play more aggressive, which is abnormal to my style or whatever. Yeah. And it's just like, you know, it, it's just funny all the ties back when you do different stuff. And it's like, you know, being a nerd, I'm like, applies to hitting it's like how can i you know a different way to communicate like i know some of our kids play cards you know maybe it's the vegas in them but you know they play cards and it's like that could be another way to connect with them or it's like you know i was like you fight and it's like that's another way to connect with them Mm -hmm. you know but but yeah no just super interesting it's like the thinking and the strategy behind it and like again how you view it is then to a similar task of hitting a ball but your upbringing your experience Mm -hmm. your this your that is going to influence how you tried to do it yeah uh, you know and that's why it's always fun it's ever evolving and growing and you know always circling to go more in depth here and more in depth there and learn more about this and you know grow here and better use this exercise here with this type of hitter blah 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 blah. so yeah uh, but yeah no that pretty much wraps it up i know we went into a little bit of everything today, a bunch so. of
1: stuff yeah yeah, but, a whole bunch of things but all right so I'm, i'll pray us out Dear Father, God, uh, we, just, uh, we just ask you to remind us, God, of when we see your abundance, that we know that there's no way that we could ever come to a fixed idea or where we're at or we have arrived because, God, we're, we, we can't live enough lifetimes to understand your abundance of knowledge and information and all the things that uh, you're doing that you continue to do, even wrap our minds around what you've already done, let alone what you're g- going to do and all those things, and just keep us humble. Keep us open to uh, new ideas. Keep us open to the wisdom that you shared with each one of us individually um, and also the different ways uh, that you're trying to teach us um, throughout experiences, throughout through other people, um, through all of these different things. And, God, we just ask that you do all these things in Jesus' mighty name. Amen. 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 Well, until next time, Farm System out.